Welcome to the final edition of the year of 13th and Park. Google determined the most searched people and events of 2022, from Johnny Depp and Will Smith to Powerball and Wordle and everything in between, ranked in their impact on Washington, D.C., the nation, and the world in which we live. From Ballard Studios, it's 13th and Park. The future doesn't belong to the same party. There is not a liberal America and a conservative America. There is the United States of America. We will make America strong again. We will get through this together. I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. So, Justin, it's been a hell of a year, hasn't it? It's been a great year, Adam. Really fun to do this podcast with you, 13th and Park. It's our 17th episode, and I think this is a great topic for just you and I to discuss some of the most searched terms on Google, the way we prioritize them. Let's start with the three most Googled searches that consume the world. Well, the first one is Vladimir Putin and Ukraine. The war in Ukraine has attracted a lot of the world's attention. Obviously, it's created some issues between uh, some of the Republicans now who might be a little bit more skeptical of all of the massive financial support that the U.S. government has given to Ukraine. And we may see those divisions start to emerge in the next Congress. Uh, So I think that's going to be an issue to watch. Well, I think it's a test of will. First, in terms of America and the NATO allies continuing to muscle up, the latest was uh, the announced investment in new Patriot missiles and other defense systems for Ukraine. But the real big question in this is, who blinks? You have a cold warrior in Vladimir Putin, and I think his desire is to win at all costs, or at the very least, not lose. And then you have the incredible show of courage and will by the people of Ukraine, which would be a kind of an instruction manual on human fortitude for all of us. I hope through the dead of winter, the people of Ukraine can get through that. You know, they're being besieged with power outages and other things that are besetting their normal quality of life. But wow, what a story. And may it for all of us have a happy ending. Well, next on my list is Queen Elizabeth. For 70 years, she ruled Great Britain. Unbelievable. You talk about stability, continuity, tradition, and she did it with great aplomb through all sorts of dislocations in the world, all sorts of challenges. She had to endure a lot of family uh, pain along the way. If there's ever a role model, Justin, for leadership and courage writ large, it was her. Well, what a remarkable career, seven years, as she said in her speech, devoted to serving her nation. And the things when I think about her, I think about the fact that she was the accidental monarch. She would not have been the monarch had her uncle not abdicated the throne, which in and of itself is a remarkable thing to abdicate the monarchy. So I think if you look at the lifespan and what she did during her monarchy, it's pretty remarkable. And I think going forward, the monarchy is going to be challenged because she is such a big presence in that role that I think it'll be difficult for Charles or even her grandson, William, to follow in those footsteps and to get the support that she had for the monarchy. No question about it. The third search on our world list ranking is the World Cup. 
Uh, when I think of the World Cup, obviously a lot of controversy about how Qatar was able to receive the World Cup. But at the end of the day, the, the, the championship match really showed the world what this competition is all about. And if a Hollywood top Hollywood screenwriters were writing the script, they couldn't have done a better job of scripting this match between these two nations, one from South America, the other from Europe, France, defending champions, and the two preeminent stars, one at the end of his career and one at the early stage of his career. Really a remarkable story. I used to play soccer in college, Justin, and my whole soccer team went to South America. And this will date me. It was in 1978 to watch the World Cup. It was the first time Argentina won. We had a player from Argentina on the squad. Can you imagine the feeling in that country back then? And now you fast forward to 2022. And you're right. It feels like Hollywood scripted it. In fact, I think they did. I think these are all just actors, not athletes. But to see the emotion on Lionel Messi at the very end, it says it all. Sport is the one thing, Justin, I think that still unites communities and nations I think it's one of those things that gives you the proverbial shot in the arm that today was just a little bit better than yesterday. Absolutely. It was a true feel-good ending to a really a wonderful made-in-Hollywood scripted story. Well, that was the world list. Let's go for the top three, Justin, on the America list. There's so many to choose from. I think everyone who's been listening to our show would know where we're going first. Number one, absolutely on the American list is the midterm elections in 2022. It was a story that dominated news coverage for most of the year. And obviously we're after the presidential election of Joe Biden. Republicans were looking to make significant gains. The Senate was deadlocked at 50-50 uh, for the first two years of the Biden term. And at the end, even though we saw the most significant inflation in over 40 years, and most of the country thinks the country's not on the right track, the Republicans lost a seat in the U.S. Senate, which is the first time, I believe, since FDR that the incumbent president was able to do that in a midterm election. And there was a net gain of just barely enough seats in the House to give the Republicans control of the House of Representatives. So the story, I think, of the midterms was the Republican underperformance during those midterm elections. Well, I think what we learned, and you know, in every election we learn all sorts of things. This is one where we learned that candidates matter, issues matter. I think the Dobbs decision when it came into play this past year had a dramatic impact on neutralizing some of the early advantages that Republicans had on the economy and inflation. And I think also this was a referendum on extremism. I think Americans kind of want to feel a little bit more secure. And I think they find that security, in my opinion, closer to the midline. This doesn't mean this was a referendum on conservative versus liberal versus moderate, but it was a, a bit of a referendum on the kinds of leaders and the quality of leadership we're looking for. And I think that's very instructive as we start moving forward already into the next cycle. And I would just add that I think that there's a general consensus that former President Trump emerged from the 2022 elections weaker and not stronger because many of the candidates he supported in Republican primaries were not successful in the general election. 
So the next one on the America list, Justin, this was one I never would have imagined. Of course, it was unimaginable because it didn't exist before, Wordle. So I don't know if you play Wordle. I now get that emails, as do so many others across the globe, at 6.02 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to play the next game of Wordle. And beyond that, this was also a year where Netflix and the viewing of creative material was at record levels. And of course, Amazon had a hell of a year as well, as people across the country were trying to get through, again, a very difficult period. And one of the best things is when it's Christmas every day, when a package is delivered to your front door. So Wordle, actually, I think on the whole list, the whole Google list, was number four overall across the world. Remarkable. This game was started, was developed by a game developer, and he sold it for, to the New York Times. And now the New York Times has used its platform. Uh, I have not played Wordle. And the reason I have not played it is because I know it'll become addicting. And once I play it <laughs> once, I'll have to basically play it every day the rest of my life. I never drank a cup of coffee in my life until the pandemic, and now I can't stop drinking it. Uh, so that tells you a little bit about it. But I, I do think going to, to talking about Netflix and Amazon, they have actually had some pullback since the days of the pandemic when so many subscribers were subscribing, so many people were using Amazon. The subscriber growth isn't curving up the way it once did during the pandemic. So I think now the dust is settling a little bit on the pandemic boom that these platforms had. And the thing I'm going to be watching is the future of streaming and the future of uh, these different platforms all competing to produce content and to get subscribers. Well, you can see that some of the biggest media conglomerates on the planet are all vying to buy up as much of that streaming bandwidth as they possibly can. I think you're totally right about that. Number three on the U.S. list is Chris Rock, Will Smith at the Academy Awards, and 3A is Top Gun Maverick. So obviously this is entertainment related and that moment when Will Smith shocked everybody and walked onto the stage at the Academy Awards and struck Chris Rock in the face for what he perceived to be a, a bad joke and poor taste about his wife shocked Hollywood. And I have to say, it actually really impacted my desire to watch Will Smith movies. I, I found I was I saw a promotion recently for a new Will Smith movie, and it just I just found what he did so distasteful and so violent and upsetting and just it lowered my what used to be high esteem for Will Smith. And I'm not sure I could ever look at him the same way after witnessing that. And for Top Gun Maverick, anyone that saw the original, what a great movie, feel-good movie. As someone who's gotten to know some naval aviators uh, serving on the White House Fellows Commission, it was great to see pop culture movie once again show the commitment, the sacrifice, the service that so many of our fellow Americans make to protect us every day. I saw Chris Rock live in performance at Hard Rock down in uh, outside of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, one week, right, after the big slap. And everyone was like on the edge of their seats waiting to see how he's going to address it. Well, I'll tell you how they addressed it. One, they took all of our cell phones. So no one could, could record anything in the performance. And the second thing is he went right to the edge of it and then backed, backed away in the ultimate tease in one of the greatest comics, I think, in the business. And in terms of Top Gun Maverick, hey, it's just one of those feel-good experiences where, you know, we as a nation have been down the mouth about a lot of things. That's one thing that kind of warms the heart 
and really kind of increases the resolve to believe that the future in America and for Americans is going to be better than ever. The final list of three that we're going to talk about today relates more directly to the nation's capital, to Washington, D.C. Justin, again, I think I have an idea where you want to start. Well, the 2024 presidential election is the top of this list. Now that the 2020 midterms are behind us, the cycle's already started, and we have the earliest announcement by a presidential campaign, I think in history, certainly in my lifetime, by Donald Trump, former President Donald Trump, announcing one week after the midterm elections that he is running for president again. Since that time, he hasn't had a single campaign event of any kind, no fundraisers, no rallies, no get-togethers. So I think that it'll be interesting to watch what happens uh, to that in 2023. And it'll be kind of interesting. I know a lot of us will be watching to see who else gets into the race, and most notably, the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. Well, you have to start with, does the president of the United States, Joe Biden, run for re-election? There's been a lot of questions raised about that. And then if you flip on the other side of the aisle, you're right. This race for the Republican nomination in 24 is wide open, though I think it's fair to say that Governor Ron DeSantis from Florida is going to get the first audition. This is beyond the former president. He gets the first audition as an alternative to Donald Trump. And the Florida story has been one of the greatest stories, not just of the year, but of the last two years. And as evidence of that, Ron DeSantis, of course, won his reelection fight by 19 percent, which the word landslide doesn't even come close to describing how gargantuan that is. But behind him, you have a lot of others that are on the bench, possibly ready to come off the bench. Uh, Glenn Youngkin in Virginia, Nikki Haley, very familiar to all of us from South Carolina, Tim Scott, same state. All I can say is, Justin, it's not going to be a coronation on either side of the fence. It's going to be a campaign. And I think that's what Americans want. Yeah, and it's going to be really all about, too, what does the Republican Party want to be in the future? And that's a question that the voters will answer. The next thing on my list is the mood of the nation. There was a poll done by my friends of Public Opinion Strategies that measured a number of different questions relating to the cohesion or lack thereof of the American people and some shocking results. 75% of Democrats feel that Republicans are bullies. 75% of Republicans feel Democrats are bullies. 57% of Biden voters feel that blue states should secede from the union. 71% of Trump voters feel the red states should secede from the union. And the final one is, it's unbelievable, two out of three Americans believe that there is a direct and immediate threat to democracy. Those three things should be a wake-up call, Justin, for all of us that in the year ahead, we've got to do a hell of a lot better than the year that was. It's a challenging issue and something I think about quite a bit. And I worry that America might be experiencing a slow, what I would call decoupling between red states and blue states. People want to live in their own bubbles. They want to live in their own information bubbles. And they want to live in their own physical bubbles. We saw during the pandemic people leaving blue states to come to red states. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's further this, what I refer to sometimes as political decoupling in the United States. So I, I'm not really sure what to do about it. I, I think that it's up to our leaders to not play into that divisiveness. The problem is that voters keep rewarding those yeah. leaders for doing it. Although I think we have seen some signs in 2022 that not in all cases. So again, I think that the next 
election, the next presidential election is going to have a lot to do with whether we kind of continue this movement in that direction. We don't want to continue feeling bad about ourselves and the direction of, of the country. I think it's time to feel something good. That's within our power, Justin. It's just a question of uh, pushing forward and saying, okay, what we experienced before, we've weathered that. Now let's do something to help a lot better. I couldn't agree more. So the final item on the Washington list is a new GOP House of Representatives and split divided government in Congress with the Democrats controlling the Senate and the Republicans controlling the House. I think the issue here is now we do have a divided Congress and the question will be how much can they get done together? How much can they work across party lines to achieve for the American people? Or how much will Washington devolve into partisan bickering, the kind that we just mentioned is not positively impacting people's sense of whether the country's heading in the right direction or not. So I think one issue of of initial importance is the leadership of the House of Representatives. Kevin McCarthy has to be elected, or Congress will elect a new Speaker of the House on January 3rd. The Republicans are going to be nominating Kevin McCarthy for that position. There's some speculation in Washington about whether he has the votes to win that election. And I think everyone in Washington will be holding their breath to see what happens on January 3rd. One thing about America is they tend to like split government. So to your point, we have a Republican Congress, we have a Democrat Senate, we have a Democrat in the White House, and we have a relatively conservative Supreme Court. So look at that. You put it all together. It's relatively split government. I think Americans somewhat feel comfortable about that. But I think we want one thing, and that certainly was a message from the midterms. Get things done. Stop the bickering. Stop the finger pointing, the blaming, and get stuff done for this country. We all want it. We all need it. Imagine better politics than that, the politics of achievement. Absolutely. And I do think that when we have divided government, as you just mentioned, it reveals the brilliance of our founders who designed a form of government that, in my view, always seems to be self-correcting. Anytime it gets lopsided towards one side or get lopsided towards the other, somehow it has a way of kind of pulling back in the other direction. And I think that's just the beauty of our system of government. And then there's one word that wasn't in the top 100 Google search that should have been. It should have been top of the list. The word is hope. We need it, a lot more of it, to overcome challenges, to heal the divides, and to restore the soul. So if there's any wish I have, not just for the holiday season, but the year ahead, let's do better. Adam, I can't add anything to that. I agree with what you said completely. Let's enter the new year with abundant hope and are ready to address the challenges that we all face every day. Justin, we've been doing 13th and Park now for a couple of months. Again, this is episode number 17, good number. Many more ahead, some fascinating guests that will be uh, will be on set uh, in 2023. Can't wait to share that experience with you and with our audience. Uh, who have been terrific in giving us input in following us and subscribing to, to YouTube and believing that when people are informed, nothing but good happens. 
Absolutely, Adam. It's been a pleasure working with you on this in 2022. Thanks for all the amazing uh, work that you've put in to make this podcast so successful and this videocast so successful. I'm really excited about 2023 and the guests that we're going to have on the show in 2023. And thanks to all of our listeners. And we hope to continue to deliver really interesting conversations for you in the coming year. From Ballard Studios, we wish you all a healthy and happy new year.